this is episode 234 of Bleak and Review. Tonight's guest, Danger Van Gorder. Plus, film director David Lynch stops by? All of this, and huge celebrity gets? Only on Bleak and Review. Welcome, welcome, hello and hello. This is Kevin Anderson, host of the Bleak and Review podcast, which you are currently listening to. Thank you for tuning in to this the very first installment of this podcast that has been recorded on my new desktop rig. Oh, yeah. I did it. I built my own computer for the first time in my life. Got all the parts. Endlessly badgered my friend Brian Tomashiro in Sacramento for guidance and help. I don't know what I'm doing. Questions. And we pulled it off. It's very late at night, relatively, that I'm doing this intro for this episode now. And it's a longer episode, as you may have noticed, by the runtime. So I'm going to keep this short and sweet. I'm just really excited to uh, have completed a project. I built a computer and it fucking works. I don't know why I assumed it wouldn't. Suppose that's one of those uh, one of those things that just seems like an, a daunting task, but then you just do it and it works. Like I just assumed, like oh, I would spend all this money and then I would put it together wrong and I would never be able to fix it and I would just have all these parts that I wasted money on lying around and I would be forever reminded of my failures by them. But no, it fucking worked. Turns out when you follow the instructions and <laughs> and try and you know commit, you could do stuff. And now. It won't take me five goddamn hours to edit this podcast. <laughs> it won't take five hours. It didn't take five hours before, but yeah, my laptop was barely hanging on there. Uh, like it just was constantly running at like a hundred percent. It's an old. It was an old laptop that was cheap at the time, and because my work never sent me a laptop, which you know that's happened to me many times. People are like, oh yeah, we'll definitely get you a computer from from here, so you can uh, you know have a high speed device for your work your work needs, and then they just don't do it. That's happened at the last two jobs I've been at, but I don't care because I still have a certain broadcast company's Twitter login saved on a computer somewhere. Will I sell to the Russians? Probably not. Oh, speaking of Russians, uh, the company I currently work for released a show this week about Russian collusion in the 2016 election, and my supervisor uh, let me know because in my capacity as a customer service representative... I was supposed to be on the lookout for death threats from Republicans. <laughs> what a world, right? What a world. Democracy is still strong, everybody. On one side of the aisle, you have people who would like health care for everybody and that everyone, you know, can stay alive and have a good time. And on the other side of the aisle, you have people who will threaten to kill you if you bring up facts surrounding a fraudulent candidacy <laughs> and fraudulent presidency. Uh, it's great. It's great. Bipartisanship, you know, extending an olive branch. I know the right's not a monolith. Neither is the left. Who cares? Yeah, I'm, I, I drank so much last night. This is Thursday on the day I'm recording this. And obviously Wednesday was St. Patrick's Day. And I gave myself a, a night to, to be a dumb idiot and drink really, really hard. And I hadn't done that in a while. Because I've been like pretty responsible and getting shit done and calling it quits after a couple beers and, and a movie most nights, you know, instead of like drinking all of the Jameson and embarrassing myself. Probably not. Again, this is a recurring theme on this show that has been brought up before. But the idea of 
when I'm drunk, the next day I assume I'm the wor- I was the worst person ever. But no one ever corroborates that. Everyone's just like, no, you're just fun. You know, you're having a good time. You were high energy. You were being a goof. It was great. But of course, you know, in retrospect, whenever I uh, think about it, it's like, God, I was having a good time and being fun and goofy. Ugh, everyone hated me. <laughs> so, you know, I've been wallowing in that a little bit today, but I'm not letting it get to me. And I'm not going to let anything stop you from getting to this episode because, as I said, this is a longer episode than normal. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, this is a great, I, this is such a fun one. Um, first time on the show, my first guest here joining the show for the very first time. If you're an Unpops fan, you probably know of this guy. I've been on uh, some other shows with him before, but he has never been on Bleak and Review. It's Danger Van Gorder from the band Countless Thousands. I had to have him on because I just got a copy of his new record and The Triumph of Justice the other day, and I love this record, and so I wanted to talk to him about it, and we do talk about it. And uh, a little bit later in the episode, probably at the end of the episode, I'll be playing a song from said record, so stay tuned for that. But before we get there, we will have another guest on the show, and it's none other than acclaimed film director David Lynch. I mean, wow, what a, what a get, am I right? I can't believe we got him. Uh, this is, has to be one of the most high-profile episodes we've got. David Lynch is on the show. And he's pretty much just here for a PSA. And I'll uh, let you all organically discover what that's about. So that concludes the intro. This concludes the intro of this podcast. There will be more podcasts shortly after this break. So stick around and enjoy Bleak and Review with Danger Van Gorder and David Lynch. After this... and natural here give on those, Bleak and give me those big warm naturals oh boy <laughs> that's awful but also yeah. a great way to start this segment here on oh, Bleak and Review big warm naturals edition of course <laughs> I remain Kevin Anderson hopefully you enjoyed that intro that I'm going to record later it was probably scintillating and joining me for the first time on the show which is crazy because I've wanted to have this guy on the show before but then I just didn't do it and of course, I mean, that's what you can expect from a Danger Van Gorder appearance on this podcast. Name dropping book right off I, the top. <laughs> I'm, look, I'm a quarter in learning some really fascinating stuff about the beautiful art of Judy and myself. I'm like, you know what? I identify with this. It's very comforting. So, uh, yeah, I, but, you know, when it gets some time. What is your uh, what were you raised as religiously if you are <sighs> thinking of converting to Judaism? I was raised Catholic. And Ooh, bummer. <laughs> conservative, aggressive Catholic. That Ooh. sort of thing of like, not only is everything your fault, but if you don't like, I remember being eight years old, striking out in, in Little League on the second strike. And I'm like, wait, and I, t- okay, so hang on. Yeah. So two, <laughs> two strikes, the ump says, you're out. And, oh. I, and I walk away and I'm thinking, I fucking hope you die and I'm going <laughs> to kill you. I'm eight years old. I'm full of rage. And then later discovering that, oh, that thought was sinful. And if you actually did kill that umpire for his terrible, his admittedly terrible call, right. then you would go to hell forever and ever. And, and the thought as an eight-year-old was very scary. I believe, and, yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Because especially when you compound the fact that you wish death upon a developmentally disabled ump who couldn't count. Like, because <laughs> look, typically him, it's three strikes as far as I'm concerned. I mean, let's not be ableist. Let's not, no, I mean, him being be developmentally. <laughs> I prefer not to be. I have a public figure in some pathetic way there, Kevin. So I prefer not to be. Love people of all abilities. You know, and again, the, the whole point of this conversation is I love the Jews because we I love the be Jews. One. No one loves a Jew more than someone that actually wants to be Jewish. Our upcoming guest is, is, having, a ri- is having a riotous good time over there with their muted microphone. I'm very excited. I don't even know who you're talking about. There's no one else here. It's just you and me. Oh, look at that. Look at just that. You and me and your across the universe poster. Oh, thank you for recognizing that. You know, not many uh-huh. people have called out the fact. And I wish that you could tell on the Zoom that that was signed by Evan Rachel Wood and Ooh. Jim Sturgis. Yeah. Okay. One of those is a dreamboat. One of those, the dreamboat, and it's probably the one that came out against Manson recently. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I, <laughs> Which we yeah. certainly don't have to get into because, like, ob- like when I heard that Marilyn Manson was a piece of shit, I I clicked immediately past it and said, "Yeah, of course," and just moved on with my day. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I remember my my one thing with Marilyn Manson was I like his guitarist. His guitarist is dope. And then the sure. other thing was seeing Bowling for Columbine as a child and going that, oh, you know what? That Marilyn Manson, one sensitive guy, and then not thinking about him for 25 years and then discovering, oh, by the way, he was super abusive. Like, yeah, you know what? That checks out. Yeah, Yeah. I believe it. That's interesting, I though. I like that you were, uh, as a as a Catholic youth in Orange County, growing up watching Bowling for Columbine. That was yeah, I reason. wasn't happy with that identity no, that I was course. given. Hey, we've all, <laughs> no, we all not... have to we all have to shake shake that shit off. It's all right. terrible. No, I yeah, it, th- these were not my views. They were they were just constantly views that I'm calling like, you know what? Full of shit, but I I lack the maturity to be able to oh sure say or process that challenging thought. Oh, I get you that. Know? When would you say that you like uh kind of broke from it? Like if we had that first thought of like like oh wait maybe this is all bullshit. The I mean the first thought was I mean maybe when I was nine and I went into the garage to see my parents loading a Nerf. You know, do you remember that chain gun? The Nerf, oh, yeah. the Nerf oh, chain yeah. gun? Like the, the, Doom, was, the, the Doom mini yeah, gun. Buddy, yeah, buddy. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And they were, they were, they were wrapping that up and, and they're like, oh, no, 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 go, go away. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. It's December 20th. Ooh. And, and sure enough, five days later, hey, look what Santa brought you. I'm like, wait a minute. If Santa, hmm. That doesn't compute with what I just saw. So if they're saying that Santa's, oh shit, I think everything else is, is wrong too. Uh-oh. So you you stop believing in God via the transitive property of logic <laughs> of Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah. Not just, it, no, it took longer than that. I had to like being an angry teen and watching all of these like in my in my dour Catholic church, which I know it's all right. In my experience, it was a doubt that there might be fun Catholic churches yeah. out there. Well, they're coming. I back. certainly didn't attend them. I certainly didn't attend the one at the time in 1999. I don't remember. But like being a teenager and just looking around at people, Christ be with you. Lord, Lord, have mercy. Just people getting their ticket punched and saying so they can wave it in God's face and be like, look, I did everything you told me Now Let me in. Yeah, like I did it all right. Now I get to go to heaven and, yeah. and, and I can have fish or whatever on Friday. And then, And then like, and just watching the cognitive dissonance between like my my parents who would say, oh, you know, like gay people are, are bad and they would say it in, you know, not so kind terms. And then ha- like they would say one, gay people are horrid. 
<laughs> yeah, and there was there were they wouldn't use any they wouldn't use any pejoratives or anything. <laughs> there were there were there was a, a like the twist of the mustache. And yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We do not care for those types. If only we'd find them near enough the train tracks so we could nail them the, nail them down. Oh, who oh. could save them in? Wait, I didn't know that you were the son of Snidely Gaybash. <laughs> oh, wow. And check my Twitter later this week for that exact joke, everybody. <laughs> Every once in a while, you come out with one that's perfect. Thank Kevin. you, Danger. Oh, well done. Okay, so yes. So, <laughs> but yeah, they were like, at the same time, like they were singing in choir with people who I knew were gay, and they knew were gay. It's just like that 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 cognitive dissonance of like, well, we think being gay is bad, but right? These people we love. It's like, what what the hell else are you are you smashing against? So yeah, I, no, it's I, once I, you find that, like basically what happens is you found like a rip in the, the fabric that they had constructed for you. And you were like, wait a minute, I could just keep pulling this thread and everything yeah. falls apart as soon as and I apply going. that. Yeah, it kept going. And just that sort of like, that sort of like, well, we're doing this, but we don't like this. And we like this particular extremely aggressive conservative interpretation where like the, the Joel Osteen thing where we think only X amount of people are getting into heaven and everyone else is oh, look out for that kind of thing. It's just like that, that, that some people are going to make it and everyone else, even if they honestly, now that I think about it, it was that our neighbors were Jewish and like, for whatever reason, I still heard, well, they're going to hell. It's like, well, why? They're but, faith, they're good people. They would kind of play, they would kind of put it like, yes, of course, like we we appreciate our neighbors and stuff, but unfortunately, they're just going to hell because they picked the wrong God. Yeah, like, that's too kind bad, of the vibe, right? right? That's kind of the yeah. vibe. And that sort of warming up to that idea when I was 14, 15, 16, and, in a, and again, an aggressively religious household. It's like I really wasn't allowed to develop these things, so, which is why I, I have a book now on my shelf that says <laughs> that's dot, dot, dot for dummies. You know, I do, I do like that we had like this was all just to justify one book on your shelf. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, it was to justify a joke I made about people having opinions about Israel, which didn't say anything bad about Israel. I'm going to see television. Just someday. opinions. Hope just I get opinions. to see it. Hey, right. I mean, I get it. I get what you mean. Uh, but what I do like about what we just got through there is like, I imagine now, because I actually didn't, before we started recording today, like, I didn't know that you were born in Orange County. Like, I didn't know that. Orange that's, County, California. So, like, I, and obviously, like, I've been listening to your band, Countless Thousands, for a long time now, you know, relatively, Ooh. as as the crow flies. And <laughs> I could see a lot of that rejection of that uh, shit you were brought up with in your music a lot, especially yeah. this new album. Oh, my God, I'm the king of segues. Uh, <laughs> well done. It's well, no snidely gay bash, but that was pretty good. <laughs> And other poems, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> this this countless thousands and the triumph of justice came out last month. I got a copy because I'm a dedicated uh, Patreon supporter of you, of course. Thank and you. I fucking, as I said, I fucking love this album. And the way that I I would pitch this album to people who haven't listened to it is it's um, uh, the Black Parade meets Antifa. <laughs> oh, oh my! Which wife I know, is I know, love that. I know. You said that to me before yeah. that your wife's a big MCR fan. So, but I mm -hmm. would say like in the terms of it's a rock opera in in a sense of like there is a yeah it is a concept album that has a thematic tie-in to itself. Yeah, and it's we we I, look. I, I've run for office before. I changed. I I dropped my my well. Sorry, COVID made the decision for me to stop being a wedding photographer. Right, right. Um, but in the middle of that, you know, I'm I'm, I'm at UCLA trying to get my graduate degree in urban planning because you know I want to be part of the solution solutions like to problems that have like 150, 200 years of 
like gestation, like decisions that were made. If you, if you study urban planning, um, oh, excuse me. If you study urban planning, you look and see choices that were made a hundred years ago are why we're fucked today. Yes. You know? So like all these, like these like deep seated things and just sort of smashing against this idea of like, I'm alone in my kitchen. I have no resources. I have no job. I'm, I'm supposed to be enjoying getting this education, which is a huge blessing. Right. And like, I can't like just everything like March, April, 2020, like we all went through that nightmare together. Um, but we were completely isolated. Yeah. You know, like we, I saw in like the, the parks and rec special, like let's do the phone tree and, you know, people keeping up as best they could, but like, I've got a toddler and I'm in grad school. I had, it, just, it was just nonstop for me. So like taking all of those frustrations of like, I watched the dumbest person in America bullshit his way into the American presidency because because people just wanted an excuse to flaunt their white privilege right. for once, you know, and just be proud of being ignorant and being proud of of nothing. And, and there's enough people in the middle who are like, well, you know, I just don't like Hillary Clinton, you know, like <laughs> that being enough. No, but I would counterpoint that with uh, with danger. I would say uh, this comp this country should be run like a corporation that laid off half of my city last month. <laughs> Oh, it God, should be right. Yeah. It should. That's that's just the way you succeed is by uh -huh. a, a, applying the principles of a, a disgusting late stage capitalist system <laughs> to the presidency. It works, and we've seen <laughs> it flourish. Oh my! Like I, I was a, I was a, uh, a mentor. Like I did the recruiting and the hiring for Lyft in 2015, mm. and my review in June of 2015 for the Lyft app was: This is the app that that changed my life, you guys. I, I make all my own decisions. It's a beautiful thing. I'm making enough money to get by. I've, I've really been empowered. And then three months later, they're like, oh, by the way, your job doesn't really exist anymore. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. It's like, That's oh, so I, I basically signed, into the, signed up for this thing that was going to completely strip everything away. Like all of, the, all of the say I have over my working conditions is just gone. And you can just decide whenever you want. It's like all of all of American labor's experience just compressed into like a nine month period. Yes. In 2015 with ride yes. sharing. I get that. Yeah. And uh, I was like, oh, so this is foolish. You're all full of shit. And it's just whoever has the most money wins. And if you were, oh, by the way, the people who have the most money are people who have inherited that money. Yes. So we're all kind of hamstrung and this is bullshit and we should probably do something about that. So my, all of those feelings uh, yes. got compressed into countless thousands in the triumph of justice. Yes. Bringing it back. I was going to say, I was about to jump into that, but I did want to say like two things on what you just said. One, I've lived in LA eight years and a corporate uh, merger has resulted in me being laid off twice in eight <laughs> oh, years. Uh, maybe a third time if Amazon decides to go crazy with my current job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We just got bought. We'll see if I'm employed soon. Uh, <laughs> Getting the across the universe poster signed by Elvin Rachel Wood. Hey, I got this from friend of the show, Adam Cousins Garage. Okay. Mm. Cause he worked at a movie theater 10 years ago. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't appreciate this shade. And then the second thing I wanted to say is I love I love when somebody uh tries to tell uh tell me why uh uh capitalism isn't all that bad when uh they're like, yeah, I mean all you gotta do is just take your dad's money and go to yeah. college. And, oh my god. Can oh, we agree that the worst thing that keeps happening are those articles that come out of like I'm a millennial and I bought my own home yeah. and here's oh. how I did it. Yeah, oh, by the way, and how I did it was 
my mom let me live in her house for free, paid off my student loans, and then yeah. gave me $150,000. And that's how I did. I'm like, shit, stop writing that fucking article. Look. I'm 25 and I am the son of the Koch brothers. And <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that gets disclosed in italics at the bottom. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love the death of journalism too. That's great. I love that. That's another thing that's been fun this year. Uh, but that all being said, we could go on about the problems in, uh, forever, certainly. And we but should. I, let's, and we should. Let's and, do we, it. and we certainly will because. I don't want to go to break. You want to go to I don't want to go to break. Let's oh, keep going. We've got plenty Can of time. We're not going to break. No, we have plenty right. of time. Uh, David Lynch is uh, just uh, you know going to get another cup of tea. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, David. David Witch. David Lynch. David, uh, David Witch. Oh yeah, coming up after this, we have David Lynch, but we don't have to talk about that. That's certainly less important than two white guys throwing down he's about politics. He's going to want a firewalk with us, isn't he? Ah, everyone's favorite. You know, actually, I'm going to bring this up to David Lynch later, but uh, I I got burned on OK Cupid in in college once because while firewalking with him. No, a date, a date, a potential dater of mine uh, said, <laughs> <laughs> "Awesome phrasing." Thank you, thank you. No, and I stand by it. Uh, uh, got. Uh, I said, hey, I like that you mentioned Sleepwalk with me on your profile. I like that movie. And she oh, goes, yeah, but is. Sleepwalk with me or Firewalk with me? Which one's your favorite? And I go, oh, I haven't Ugh. seen Firewalk with me. And she goes, later and never talk to me again. Okay. So she was, so she was Dodged cool. a bullet there, man. Yeah, she lives in Santa Cruz now probably and sells <laughs> turquoise and sucks. <laughs> the world needs more turquoise. I just bought an app that is turquoise, so I'm into oh, it. Respect. Turquoise uh, colored, not actual like stones. I was gonna say that's pretty bougie. <laughs> uh, but but and uh, the triumph of justice, uh, the countless thousands in the triumph of justice. This album I really like, and I feel like you bring, like you said, you bring a lot of this uh, energy to it because what I what I get from it, and maybe you could explain further what your conceptual sure. idea was of it. But what I get from it is it's like equal parts what's going on currently politically at equal parts sci-fi like where we go where are we going to be in the future yeah. and how yeah. do we affect that today you know is that kind oh, of i love that is that kind um, of is that in the ballpark i mean i my first thing when i'm writing something is i want to entertain i want to entertain myself i want to entertain other people so that's why you have a song on there about uh our, our i'm calling our late drummer he's no longer with us yeah he's dead and wise He's fine. He's healthy. He's living. So this um, corpse but, that you had marionated up on the drum kit. Uh, we, can, we, we did a weekend at Bernie's thing. It was very complicated. Um, yeah, like we had John David versus the Space Nazis. Um, yes, and it yes. was fun. It's just fun. It's a song I wrote in 2015. Didn't get to record it until recently. But just the idea of that our drum would be shot into space to defeat Astro Hitler using the power of drum solos. And in 2015, how accurate that almost, like how much you didn't realize well, how was, accurate it would be. Yeah, it was going to be, yeah. It's just the idea that somebody's drumming could be so good that it would get Hitler to feel bad. Oh, like, sure. That's, <laughs> Not that's to power. defeat him, just to make Not him to feel defeat, bad and change. Like, I, yeah, I mean. I like that. Ask the world to forgive me. And Jeremy says, nope. <laughs> but yeah, like that's, I want it to be fun. I want to tell an interesting story. But at the same time, like the things I'm thinking about are like, you know what? I want to be proud of being American. So I'm going to claim, like, I'm going to stake out what it means to me to be American because all exactly. these people out there putting like the American, like wearing it as a cape and jumping out there in their Minutemen cosplay nonsense and saying that like, your oh, freedom, yeah. like I should be free to get to infect everybody with this deadly disease because <laughs> what, what 0.5% of them going to die doesn't mean Look, I'm going to. If, if I can't cough on a toddler at CVS openly, 
then that means I am no longer free and we might as well be living in 1984 times. Right. Like I, you know, that is like a genre. That is like a genre to be that person. That is a genre of American. (laughs) Yes. And I, I ran into them every day when I, I I worked at the County of Riverside, like in their office doing, doing advanced planning and like just watching these cosplayers line up with their hats with (laughs) phrases on them and like no no masks whatsoever i caught i'm look i don't want to say i definitely caught covid i'm 90 percent sure i caught covid Me too, at yeah. work the last week that i was employed at the county of riverside before they got rid of my job but like so i mean like there's this strain of americanism that's like americanism at your expense yes yes and that's actually something that i i wanted to bring up and i'm glad that we're touching on it already like organically because what i got from this record was absolutely not like a fuck america thing it was no. no fuck you i love i want this to be the the conversation and this yeah. is the america that we should be fighting for not the america where we confuse the idea of like like i was going to say like earlier the anti mask shit like my upstairs neighbor he's 24 and libertarian so i hear it from him all the time but awesome. he's a fucking at a distance yeah well you know at a distance yeah yeah no certainly i mean he you know he has a banjo everything's working out but uh, <laughs> but 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 like like that's the that's, thing is like kevin that's two that's, that's two, two kevin. that's two i got two genuine danger lefts i'll i'll take it we'll see if we can kind of round that out with a hat trick uh, but like that is like I feel like in like the Fox News, you know, whatever, not even Fox News, just the general mainstream media, like the idea of patriotism and loving your country has been cornered in that realm of like, you can't tell me shit. And I'll yeah, I yeah. And that's that's everybody. the genius of, of the conservative because they don't stand for anything. Like the like conservatism, trickle down economics has been proven time and again not to work. If we go to war, you know who gets who gets sent away to kill and to die for America is P- people poor people's from children. Middle America, exactly. Like <laughs> middle Americans, like uh, you're from Kansas, you got no other options. You got to go. Like your your children are dying for this idea, but the only thing the only thing you get in response is Ted Cruz going like, well, uh, looks like the liberals are trying to cancel Dr. Seuss, so I'm gonna you can buy a Dr. Seuss book from me that I'll sign with my with my weak hand, yeah, and I'll, then I'm gonna I'll, send that. In. It's like it's just this yeah. this grievance thing of like America is what I say it is, and la 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 like. <laughs> If you get, if you buy one of my Ted Cruz authenticated Dr. Seuss books, you will get it uh, genuinely imbued with Ted Cruz's own forehead sweat. <laughs> it takes me ten minutes to do each one because it really it's hard for me to work up a sweat because I don't make my steps with my legs no more because I don't care about nothing. It's like, <laughs> I, I, it. it I, just watching these people define, and these are the people well, it's, defining it's, it's, what it means to be American. If, you know, these- if, if, a, if an old timey conservative gets uh, like va- like circulation problems, do they call it deep vein thrombosis? Sure. Yes. <laughs> Didn't follow that. So, uh, there's, a, there's a deep vein so- thrombosis and Strom Thurmond joke going on at the same time. Oh, uh, we'll awesome. fix Thank it. you we'll for fix explaining. It. We'll fix, fix it, it in post. That was pretty strong. All right, right here. Ready? You can get to this. <laughs> Oh, Mickey, Ma- Mickey Mouse yeah. is here, and he loved it. <laughs> and Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> I misunderstand the lyrics. <laughs> right. 
I love that. I love it when conservatives try to appropriate like anti-government shit, uh, like music for for their own that their own shit, like the Rage Against the Machine. Right, stuff. and then it's Tom great. Morello writes them a letter, being like, "Nope, screw you, dear you pieces of shit." Understand <laughs> me entirely. Now, I feel like I just I I don't want to let these people define Americanism and patriotism. Yes, you know I love my community, I love my country, I love California, I love my neighborhood, I love my neighbors, I love my community, and like I am tired of seeing like the only people with the American flag on anything, and they'll put it on like th- those those window uh, uh, flags that fall off as often yeah, as not into yeah. the road. It's like, well, I don't care about what it means to be there. And then that same American flag that they pretend to care about so much, they'll they'll take that one down and they'll put up a Blue Lives Matter flag right. with a blue stripe in the middle, which is a desecration of the American flag. And right. they think that, that that's okay. And you know what's interesting about that? I was actually about to draw a parallel anyway, and you just nailed it, is the thing that I find fascinating about that is – that when I see somebody toting an American flag in that way, like hanging it in any regard, I don't feel safe the same way I don't feel safe when cops are driving behind me. Because these things that were supposed to, they're supposed to be there to benefit us have now had this negative connotation because I know the real deal. Like I know right. that cops are mostly fucked up and are probably going to do more harm than good. And I know that anybody repping an America flag is probably racist. Like if they're that into America, like, and I know that that's a generalization, but I feel yeah, it's like, like it's thing you I feel say- like, yeah. You say mostly, it's like, no, not mostly. And you know what? A lot of cops, they do, they do what they do because they care about their community. But I mean, like, can we agree that policing inherited the bones of racism? Yes. Like, yeah, we should probably figure out what to do about that. Because it's- not that not that policing itself is racist, but they're they're enforcing laws that were written at a time and they're enforcing codes that were that were written before we decided that hey you know what maybe black people should have the right to own a home too right you know like just just decades of suppressed like black wealth is 10 percent of what white wealth is or we just, right or we can just accept the whole oh, america is the land of the upper of of opportunity like no nah, man like we're all coming into this thing with differing degrees of uh, uh of opportunity and, and it, yeah there's there's some miraculous things that happen every day and there's some people who really uh, go beyond their circumstances but i mean just as often as not like and i have this argument with my family constantly like the one thing that precedes like a a billionaires the one thing that really that precedes insane success in the business world is inherited wealth yes we don't talk about that it's not there are no more self-made men there are no more self-made women it's just like well my my dad gave me a loan for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. right you know if i if i what's what's the line from it crowd where uh he's like look gentlemen when i started venom industries i had just two things a dream and four million pounds. <laughs> it's right. like it's that. It's that shit. It's it's but that you, shit. One hundred percent. Yeah, you, but you take that a step further and realize that, like, oh man, black people weren't really allowed to own homes, which was the principal form of wealth generation in America until like the the Equal Housing Act in like the seventies, right? So like all we well, and other times say, like Rosewood and Tulsa, they just got burned the fuck down. Like it right, was, yeah, you know. Tulsa, yeah, Black Wall Street in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, it, it was a really impressive play. Watch the first scene of the Watchmen, Watchmen TV show. <laughs> yeah. 
to, and I learn love, a little bit about America. I love we, that we have to pitch comic comic adaptations to people to get them to actually learn what's going on in their own right, country. <laughs> right. It's like, you want to talk about American pride? Okay, cool. Yes, let's talk about being proud of being American. But being proud of being American is acknowledging the whole of America. Yes. And not just the sanitized version that comes down in the history books. Because you know what? There's a lot of cool shit in the history books. George Washington, cool. All right. Tom, Big actually, dick. Let, let, let's go. Let's go. Tom, Thomas Paine. Thomas Paine's badass American. We love that. Eugene V. Dubs. Oh, we don't talk about him enough. But like, there's a lot of other shit that like the Haymarket riots. Um, it, just there's so much in history that we don't talk about, which leads people to having this very selective understanding of what being American is. And that's one of the things we want to acknowledge with this new album is that, you know what, you can define what being American is to you. Yeah. And you should, but you should also take that a step further and be like, you know what, I can be proud of being American, even though I think that America is deeply flawed. And if I want to continue to be proud of being American, it means that I feel like I can change it for the better. Right. So, so that like, because I want to live in a country where I can inherit this old house that's that's got a crumbling foundation. I'm going to keep it up and I'm going to find a way to leave this beautiful old house to the next generation in better shape than I got it. Yes, that's really absolutely. what it boils down to for me. Absolutely. And before we go to break here, I do uh, in that vein, I there's one thing specifically because there's a lot of tracks on this record that I like a lot. I really oh, like. Please so compliment me. I, I, no, I made gonna, this I made this album in my kitchen. It's it was such an isolating experience. I want to hear people talk about it. I, I, what do you, yeah. what well, do you like, Kevin? Oh, well, I love I love the whole thing. Like I've listened to it multiple times and I've had listening correct. parties at my <laughs> correct. Yay. A hundred dollars to me. Uh, no, but like in general, like I'm just going to name some of the tracks that I like a lot. But I want to talk about one track in specific with you please. for a moment before we get to the next break to the break here uh solidarity forever is is Mwah. just a fucking banger that's so fun yep. i love john it. brown's and body classic Let, let's make it let's make it a banger song uh sorry not us a, a traditional song about a person who basically caused the american civil war as a way to force people to acknowledge that slavery was wrong yes john brown genius amazing human being hung by the by by old virginia and hung um, like a racehorse too as yeah <laughs> yeah had nobody talks about how eyes. john brown's dick was huge john yeah i mean john brown's body uh <laughs> yes exactly yeah uh but they got that far it was the 1800s and they're like well we better not get any further than john brown's body <laughs> <laughs> and by the way i've described hard times come again no more as better mumford and sons to people uh <laughs> yeah thank you because turns out dude's problematic yeah, yeah, that's that was a new thing. That was a new because I was describing that for a while. It's like, oh, it's kind of like got like Mumford and Sons energy, but I like the lyrics a lot better. And then like, yeah, he comes out as a piece of shit, like fascist or whatever. Yeah, of course, of course, By of the course way. he is. Yeah. Of course he is. But the song, you know, I again, really, yeah, that that song also traditional. That's yes. a Stephen Foster song from. Oh, it's amazing. Stuff. It's amazing. Uh, but the song I really want to talk about because of one specific lyric, and it's in the refrain, obviously, but uh, or the chorus, but can't quit the can't last quit. track on the, or, the on the album. Uh, uh, which you did a great music video for where you shot footage at protests spanning yeah. from the initial Trump shit to uh, Black Lives Matter stuff from last year. Mm -hmm. uh, the video is very good. Uh, I could definitely include Thank a you. link. Yeah, I thought it was very cool. I showed it to a lot of people. But uh, the the phrase, uh, I want to quit and go home, like just one more flawless victory 
and then we'll quit and go home. Like we'll crush it, convert our enemies. I want to quit and go home. Do you know how much that resonated with me of like, I feel so exhausted all the time by constantly <laughs> yeah. screaming about the yeah. shit that makes me angry about this country. Uh-huh. And I just want to quit and go home, but I fucking can't. Yes. I get they that. Quit. I get that so much. Is that, I mean, uh, that has to be where you were coming from. It was it's like, exactly where I'm coming from, especially from having run for public office and, yeah. and doing everything you've done. Like, there's that thing of like, you have a family, you want to go focus on your life and the quote unquote American dream. But instead you have to do this because nothing is changing. Is that kind of the, the frustration that that came from? Uh, yes, exactly. Kevin, you, you've, you've perfectly encapsulated. I, I, I don't want to have to be a politician. You know what makes right. me happy is playing punk rock and making bad jokes with my <laughs> friends and annoying my wife. And I just figured out, oh my, <laughs> Kevin, I just figured out sourdough bread. And I'm Ooh. real good at making sourdough bread. And there's a jillion things that I'd rather be doing. It's like, I read an interview with Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and she was like, I'm at least as likely to run for Senate at some point in my life as I am to just go find a cabin in Vermont and disappear. Right? You know, there's, there's this thing where, leadership picks you and and we are all being picked right now like we we're all being asked to step up in a new way and hang on a second okay oh my, yeah, my, oh, my ride's here my uh, ride's yeah. here <laughs> my my daughter's definitely singing in her room <laughs> um yeah. no i just like i in 2015, I was happy just being like, yeah, Bernie Sanders is cool. And so I'm going to vote for him. And then right. uh, also, you know, you know what else is cool? Assassin's Creed. Love he, it. You know, um, and let's let's watch Scott Pilgrim again for the jillionth time. Because Love it. Because it holds up. It but sure like, does. And that's what we want to talk about. That's the main <laughs> takeaway. <laughs> like Eventually, it's like, no, man, like I can't. I I did everything I was supposed to do. I went to college. <laughs> I got, I got married. I had a kid. Like I, I am supposed to be like, and I'm, and I'm look, I, it's going to sound awful. I'm white. I'm a white suburban <laughs> male person, cisgendered. I am the person for which the American economy was supposed to work. And right. somehow I inherited a situation in which I, I had to take out all this money to, to, to go to school, to get the degree that I was told you have to get. And then like, okay, well, you want to buy a house? Well, guess what? Houses cost a million dollars now. And that's a starter house. You want to move to, to out to Blythe, where homes are, instead of a million dollars, $600,000, but you're in Blythe? Okay, well, you can think about that. All right. Um, and then also, there is no more labor union. Is it like, it, it's between six or 9% of people who want to be in a labor union can be in a labor union because of how hard it is right now to get a labor union. The tools that our parents' generation, and again, in parentheses, only available to white people, we have right. to acknowledge that black people were locked out of these opportunities. Right. All of those tools have disintegrated by the time that we, they got to us, you know, so that like, and then I look at the, I look at the situation. It's like, okay, well, I, I, I went to school. I'm going back to grad school. I've taken out all this new debt now yeah. uh, to get this advanced d- degree so I can, so that I can be a professional um, and help to turn some of these tides. Um, but it's still the kind of situation. All right. Well, if you want to, if you want to live 
in the place you want to live, uh, average home prices are like $965,000. Right. It's like, no, man, everything is broken. And only by being honest about it and having an equity lens and saying from a racial equity standpoint, you know, we got to make sure that people who were locked out of these conversations for decades, they have to be a huge part. They have to lead how we interpret new moves forward. And if it doesn't work for them first, it sure as shit not going to work for everybody else because I'm not interested in making this problem worse. I'm not interested in just in just solving the problem for me and my family and letting other people deal with the rest of it and later. See, and see, that's what I'm mostly interested in is, <laughs> is that I just want to like make sure that I'm good and fuck everybody else. And that, I mean, I'm joking, but like that is a big, that is a big component of why things haven't changed is because people like, I, I don't want to speak ill of my family, but people like my brother who live in the woods in North Carolina and are like, yeah, I could awesome. afford my house. Cause I was, sure. in the, I was in the Marines and I got a GI right. bill to do all this. Like, but like, he's cool. It should, that, that shouldn't be the only way that you that, can get a home and be happy. That's, that's the thing. And then like, but like he did that and like, yes, absolutely. But then you have to still keep that mindset of like, I did this. And so I'm okay. But like, I have to acknowledge that most people don't have this. Yeah, can't. And that's where it stops for a lot of people, I think. is like, I'm set up, so fuck everybody. Right. Why didn't and they the, do what I did? The better that we can create things that generate opportunities for everybody, but especially people who are locked out of these things for, for I want to say centuries, but uh, sorry, decades, but really the word is centuries, then for it, it's not, it's not going to, it's not going to, it's not going to help us as much as we want it to. Yes. You know, like my, when I ran for office um, it, back in 2017, like I made that decision on inauguration day in the rain in 2017, going like this dipshit, this orange buffoon this, to, this yeah. lunatic in the White House. Oh, my God. Yeah. And now he's in the White House. It's like, you know what? If he can do it, then we all have to step up our involvement one order of magnitude. So I was an activist. Now I'm a politician. I'm getting you know, involved in a brand new way. And and we're going to go to a break here just a second because we have – we've. this is great, though. I love this. This is fantastic. I could do uh, this just for apologies, hours. Apologies to David Lynch, who's in a different time zone, <laughs> and staying up really late just to be on this show. Uh, but we love David very much. Still can't um, believe you got David Lynch. That's I know, so though. Awesome. I know. I can't believe we're sapping so much time with fucking. You. I feel bad because I haven't <laughs> seen a single thing that he's done. <laughs> well, this is really a match <laughs> made in heaven. Yeah, it's but great. I, I just want to. I just. Hey, love David Lynch. I like your hair. <laughs> I just love. I love Danger. Before we go to break here, I just love what I really connect to because I've you know me and you have known each other for a while we interviewed a presidential candidate together once uh oh yeah yeah oh, we did my god that's yeah right, I know yeah. right that was crazy yeah. smart uh, dude smart dude yeah but like I love and like you ran for office and what I get out of that song like one of the things that actually does resonate with me on can't quit uh an orchestra on the march is the full title um is that like you literally felt compelled to run for office because you didn't know what else to do and like yes. I have found myself feeling that same way of like I do everything. I donate. I, I, you know, support all the shit. I've gone to rallies. Like I, I do, I try to spread awareness of stuff. I do what I can, but I feel like, fuck, do I have to run for government? Is that what it is? Like, do I like, is this, did I fuck that up? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like the onus gets put upon me just because I don't know what else to do. Yeah. I mean, look in 2017, I did not yet have a child. I was coming out of this this lift thing of like where I, I had the ability to fend for myself and that was falling apart. So I was becoming more of a photographer, like just sort of 
I was in a period of transition and I, and I had the time. And as a punk rocker, like as someone who's, who's experienced being on stage, I wasn't afraid of talking in front of people. Sure. Like I, ha- I have a thing in my head when I'm in front of people, I can talk better than I can when I'm with a friend on a couch, you know? Um, I get so that. like that, that, that's something that I thought like, you know what, what the hell? I know it's unlikely if I'm that, that I could win this particular race that I'm interested in. But in the meantime, there's no one else that shares my values. And going into these going into these spaces and saying things that are new are going to it's going to create ripples like um the first song on our first album overture like has a line in there i bend and write these songs upon the water the uh, the words vanish and dissolve as i let go my namelessness disturbs in different water but the ripples reach shores i will never know I've lived my life according to that idea of like, you know what? I'm going to do something. I'm going to be bold because I have the opportunity and I would not be happy with myself if I didn't take that opportunity and make the most out of it. Absolutely. And I don't know what's going to come out of this. But after I ran for office in 2017, look, I got 3,000 votes. I got 12, something like 12% of the, of, of the vote. It was a big deal. That's pretty good. And, and I did not spend that much money. Again, like – the people I ran against, they raised a hundred thousand dollars. They and you had like a, you had like a GoFundMe through on Facebook. <laughs> I, yeah, I had the political equivalent of GoFundMe. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 I can't yeah. remember what it was, what it's called at this uh, crowd pack is what. Yeah, crowd literally pack getting lapped by somebody with a sick cat over there on GoFundMe. <laughs> like, oh God, Jesus. Sure, but you know what? I got donations from Georgia. I got donations from Maryland, and then I get a call from this gal, Cambridge, Massachusetts. Like, hi, is this? Uh, is this Mike Van Gord? I'm like, hi, yeah, what can I do for you? I'm like, hi, uh, my name is, by the way, my name is Olivia, and I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm a gay woman out in uh, Massachusetts. I want to run for city council, and I'm basic. Do you have any advice for me? Uh-huh. Like, Holy shit, yes, happily. Like, you don't know how a, 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 a well-intentioned act of selflessness you know, I mean, running for office is a, is a weird mix of being selfish and selfless, right. but you don't know how that's going to affect other people and, and, and getting that call. And then, and then realize like the mayor, after I kept pushing, after I talked about, you know, renters rights, and I, I don't have the opportunity, I don't have the security of being able to walk my kids to school, you know, as a renter, I don't have that long-term security in my community. And I want that security, you know, uh, a little over a year later, after I, after I ran on that idea, the mayor came out in favor of rent control. Boom. Like that was a big deal. And like, so like, you don't know how, what the effect is going to be by just being, by, by taking a chance and being honest with yourself and being honest with, with uh, uh, the conditions that put you into the situation, because pe- it's going to resonate with people. Like people would tell me all the time, excuse me, when I was running, people would say, you know what, I know why you're doing this. Um, and that's the best compliment a politician can get. Absolutely, yeah. You, know? you felt seen. I, yes, I felt seen. <laughs> and then, you know, like, I, I really do feel like I had an effect on the community. Totally. So, like, and, but, but what I did was what I could do at that point. And I'm not saying everybody needs to run for office, although everyone can run for office. <laughs> I want this to be the takeaway. Everyone can run for office. A lot of people should run for office. But really, like, what you can do, what, however you define it, however you can choose to put your energies into the community, you should. 
because your community will thank you for it. Absolutely. That's the main takeaway. We want that. And we're not sure how we feel about Israel yet. Those are the two things. I'm pro. <laughs> I'm pro. Uh, of course, the album is Countless Thousands and the Triumph for Justice, uh, Triumph of Justice, excuse me. Uh, people can find this on Spotify. They can find it on other things, I'm Apple sure. Music. Apple but Music. If we're doing plugs, patreon.com slash countless thousands support of punk rock musical about electoral politics. Because I will, I will be I will be throwing all these links up in the episode description. But Danger, we do need to go to a break here, but I hope you can stick around. I can't. You keep saying David Lynch, and I'm I'm I feel weird. It's like I have nothing. I have nothing to base a conversation with. It's okay. David it's Lynch okay. On. I have a feeling that David Lynch will meet you halfway. <laughs> What if I what if I start I okay the one thing I know about David Lynch is that the backwards talking things I'd be like backwards nice talking to is meet you David yeah that's a good start sure. I think that's a good okay. start so we're gonna go to a quick break here we will be back with more bleak interview with more Danger Van Gorder and acclaimed film director David Lynch this is so crazy All after right, this. Awesome. Online yeah. stopwatch, <laughs> online stopwatch that dot slash dot net. What is it? What's our what's our sponsor? Our sponsor today is the Samsung Galaxy's built-in stop, stopwatch application. I thought uh, online dash stopwatch for all your online stopwatch needs. No, is that like our thing? Adam Todd Brown cornered that market, and as oh. a subsidiary of Unbops, I do not get access to it, which is strange. I know that's a pity. I I just want to I just want to point out I'm so happy that I cut you off on your introduction back into this like, segment. Well, and like and you did it in the first segment too, which is perfect. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of I'm a I'm a cisgender white male politician. What am I gonna do but get in the way? I know that's that's the thing is when two cisgender white guys uh, meet on a podcast, it is a battle to see who can speak first. It is <laughs> and that is that is the that is the gauntlet that we constantly run. Danger. Uh, Life is a chat room. Life is, life is a chat room. <laughs> I want to bait pedos all night long. Uh, oh, boy. What, yeah. what? This is just some Americana from me growing up in Sacramento, baiting pedophiles in chat rooms. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. yeah. Telling them that I was a 16-year-old girl when I was a 12-year-old boy. It was great. Uh, <sighs> that being what? said, we are back here on Bleak and Review. I remain Kevin Anderson. Pe pedo bait Kevin Anderson. Joining me. No, no longer pedo bait, I hope. No, no, certainly not. Certainly not. Now, like, uh, get a new hobby, man. Hey, I got marbles. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> of course, joining All me. Right. Hope All I right. That's three. That's three, Kevin. Three. The hat trick has been accomplished. Of course, joining me here in the co-pilot position is Danger Van Gorder from Countless right. Thousands. So happy to be here. I love so this. Happy what, to what, have, what a good time. What a good you're, time. You're a good time, Mr. Anderson. I'm a fucking delight, and I you wish are. more people understood that. Uh, they won't so but, <laughs> they certainly won't but we no. shall tarry no further because we have a big <laughs> fucking get on this episode oh, this man. is big this is big we've only had a few celebrities of this caliber on bleak and review the podcast in the past please welcome to the show for the very first time film director and general raconteur of the arts david lynch hello kevin oh hi david you might want to move away from the mic a little bit <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. That's okay. How's I didn't it going? mean to come in so hot. That's okay, David. Uh, I would expect you to do nothing less than come It is in, in keeping with how I would expect David. Hi, David. I've never seen any of your work, but you seem nice. So, my, Hello, my name hello is Mr. Van Gorder. I have never Hi. heard your music, but you seem cool. like a good man. All right, we're on the same page. 
this works right away right away yeah. smacking out of the park of course people would know uh our our guest here from such esteemed films as uh Mulholland Drive and uh, uh Blue Velvet and uh, Firewalk yes. with me and we all know you've got an impressive body work Twin Peaks I mean get out of here wow uh-huh. you have an encyclopedic knowledge of my career Kevin thank you David. I'm really impressed by that I'm so happy to hear that you are. Um, uh, welcome to the show. Do you get? Have you been getting out to the podcasts lately? I'm sorry, I wasn't aware that I was supposed to travel for this. No, 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 not not you to see, travel. Where are you, David? You see, I woke up. Well, you see, you might call it a dream within a dream. <laughs> I might go on. I was laying asleep one night. Who knows when? It might be this <laughs> night. Uh-huh. Kevin, please give him the space. It's currently 9.24 p.m. And it's a Tuesday. And the weather is clear. Is it? Oh, look at that. And I am having a pleasant dream where I am having a conversation with you, fine gentlemen. Wow. This feels really nice. This is nice. Yeah, I want to be in David Lynch's dream. I still don't know if I am or not, because even though if he says that we are, everyone is anything. Everyone is a part of your dream. Everyone is Mr. Van Gorder. That that makes a lot of sense, actually. It's the only thing that I've ever seen of David Lynch that makes sense. But I'm afraid that today I'm here for something more important than my cinematic work. Oh, Oh, okay. Certainly. Yeah, please. I mean, I, I already I already placated Danger so much by talking about how much I loved his album. I'd love to not have to talk about your films. That sounds No, great. yes. I would love to hear more about how much you love this other work of art. <laughs> it's good. Please, talk about your own. Yes. Uh, sure. well, well, but unfortunately, yeah, I'm here on dire circumstances. Ooh. Oh, dear. That sounds, that sounds dire. Uh, yeah, yeah. It should, um, what, what, what's going on? What, what can we do? There has been a murder. <gasps> a man named Max... Uh huh. Was murdered by a monkey named Jack Cruz. You may have heard of this. Yeah. Okay, so that's screwed Kaj and Sam backwards. Okay. Just so we just we start off right. Well, in danger. Screw Jam. Just to just to catch you up. Of course. This this sounds like the monkey from the film uh, "What Did Jack Do," which is a short film on Netflix about a talking monkey. Which okay, haven't seen it. Go on. This uh, man, Jack Cruz, is a monkey. He is a capuchin <gasps> monkey. This man is a monkey? Yes. Is that your next movie? Is it, it? Is the movie called This Man is a Monkey? Unfortunately, no. I should have used that title. Nuts. <laughs> I think you, all right, just Fix. put it in the book. What, what else do we need no. to know? The title of the film was What Did Jack Do? The answer, <laughs> murder. Yes, he <gasps> He murdered a man uh, for the love of a chicken, if I'm not mistaken. I am glad to see you watch this film, Kevin. (laughs) Yes, of course. I have a friend named Olivia who keeps me up to date on your stuff. Oh, yes, I know her. I'm a big fan. Do you know her? I don't want to split hairs, but is that a spoiler alert? No, it's pretty much set up at the beginning. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thank you. Plus, uh, yeah. So, so this man is still at large. It sounds like, or this, yes. man, this monkey, this monkey, monkey man. I, this man was a monkey. Monkey was a man. Oh, that's another see, part. Unfortunately, yeah, okay. this film, yeah, ended, yeah, with Jack escaping. Yes, <gasps> he scampered. He did. He skittered away. <laughs> okay, I'll, uh, 
It, was this a true story or a true dream? Good question. I honestly don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> okay. It, it, it's, I feel like dreams contain a certain amount of truth. I, so. see, I, I see no difference between the dream world and our own. Yeah, I mean, because perception is reality. Exactly right, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you so much, David. That's a pretty you, dangerous statement. Do you practice transcendental meditation? I, I, I have been known to put on a Ram Dass playlist and, and sit in my bed while I'm stoned and try to think <laughs> about stuff. Yeah. Hang on. So, let me so, answer this for Kevin. The answer is no. <laughs> oh, okay. I recommend it. I think everyone could benefit from it. Yeah, from what I know about you, uh, David, is that you are a, a kind of a guru of sorts in transcendental meditation. I would not claim the title of guru. Certainly not. But I, I do consider myself a practitioner of transcendental meditation. Beautiful. Yes, and, that's true. And have you, uh, uh, have you uh, been able to, is this, would you say one of your transcendental mental states is when you gathered this knowledge about what Jack did? Or was this more of a, uh, a, a, waking, a waking nightmare? No, you see, in my spare time, I solve crimes. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're, you're a PI of sorts. It's a hobby. <laughs> sure, you gotta have them. Yeah, we we all, have a everyone, everyone needs a hobby. And so you've been looking into this specific case about um, the man named Max who was murdered by Jack? Yes, for love of the chicken Tutatabon. <laughs> Tut I'm, that's right, that's right. That's I'm right. sorry, what? <laughs> the chicken. Her yeah. name was Tutatabon. Why? What? <laughs> I mean, to ask you why a chicken to was... ask her mother. Yeah, I was going to okay. say, to ask the why a chicken was named is a tough question. It's like, what came first, the chicken or the name? I have Precisely. to assume, in this case, the name. <laughs> to Tatabon, though, yes, the love of a chicken. Uh, again, a thing that is echoed. Again, I say again, like this was something that we talked about while recording, but again, echoing, echoing the sentiments of a David Byrne song, the love of the kiss of a chicken is hot. I would agree. Oh. <laughs> Of course, I'm a big fan of David Byrne. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, Mr. Lynch, are you, I have to assume that there is a society of creepy Davids out there. I'm sorry, I don't take your meaning. <laughs> because, look, I, for, for all the respect I have for you as a very successful filmmaker, you are spooky. And David Byrne's kind of spooky, too. I feel like spooky Davids got to know each other. Interesting. I like this theory. That could be the case, although you know I do what? not consider myself spooky. No. Oh, I look as 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 someone that all I know about you is you're spooky. <laughs> it's all I it's all I got. Well, spooky that's, is that's relative. fair. That's okay. absolutely fair. Like if we're sitting on a street bench uh, at the in the nighttime, the only thing gets said between us is the rustling of a single autumn leaf. Oh, I, that would be. Perfectly fine with me. I enjoy <laughs> yeah. sharing a nighttime sit with a friend. Well, I mean, we ch we just met. I'd I'd love to get to know you, but also like I I no, don't know. We're like we're I all best like... friends now. We're all best friends now. It's just but he's so absolutely. Kevin, hang on. Can, do, Kevin, can I talk to you? Real quick? Yeah, let's talk okay. privately okay. for a second. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Let's, let's, yes. Let's go over here. Let's I go will okay. just I will just be over here. I won't <laughs> listen. Okay. I, yes. Thank, Thank you, David. Thank you, David. Kevin, I don't know how to relate. I don't know how to relate to the guy. He's so spooky. I don't know what to do. He's Are you still talking? <laughs> yes. yes yeah, we're having no, a we sidebar. Started. We're having a sidebar. Yeah, we'll be right we'll, back. We'll get right okay. back to you. 
Here, uh, just play with that. Play with that. Uh, play with those bongos. I see that you have in the corner <laughs> of your room. Yeah, th- there's a th- there's a cup and a ball. I see a cup and a ball. It's a spooky cup and a ball. Kevin, he's so spooky. Here's the thing: is we don't want to judge too quickly, though. We don't judge. I'm too not judging this... quickly. Like no, I, I, he's I... a spooky guy, but also I think he has a lot of heart. No, he's got a lot of heart. He's really nice, but I just don't know what to do to just like feel safe. Is it just I just have to? Well, you're thinking you're not going to feel safe. You're not. Yeah, you have to accept. You have to take your own white feelings out of it, and you okay, have to understand gone. that maybe this is not a safe space for you right now, and you have to persevere. But he's way whiter than I am. Trial by fire. Walk with me. I am. I look. I am Latino. I am Mexicano. I no, just don't look it. You My sure, mother's name is you, Rios. You sure don't. I know. <laughs> I know. All right, so I'll give you a pass on this. You can be afraid of this man. That's okay. Okay, uh, I'm going to bring the single in. autumn. I, I talked about the single autumn leaf. I can break this back in. I, I, hate, oh, sorry. I, I, I hate to interrupt. Yeah. I, I just, I, I, I couldn't help but over here. Would it help if I put on a hat? That might help. You know <laughs> what? It would. It really would. Hey, For the listeners, hey, David you know Buck Lynch has put on a hat. You know what? I better get a hat too. We're, we're going to be hat pals. Here we go. Ready? So, Perfect. All right. So, so now that danger, we've walked danger. Uh, David, ah. I, I love that you have this hat on. This is making me feel more comfortable. And I want to know, um, what is the current, uh, uh, what is, as a amateur crime solver that you are in your capacity, yes. uh, what is the current status of this, uh, this monkey that's on the run, this Jack fellow? Well, we believe he to be a, a very dangerous individual. Yes. Sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I heard monkeys. my name. Yes. I'm sorry, Danger. We were referring to you. This monkey is a lot like you. This monkey monkey is a danger-esque individual. Does he also have a jaunty hat from uh, the the Elizabethan era? (laughs) For the listeners, Danger tried to put on a hat and it interfered with his headphones. David is super good at wearing hats. Yes. (laughs) I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. I mean, I I look at you wearing that hat. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's jaunty. It's a little, you know what? It's a little jaunty. It does have a bit of a feather in it. Yeah. All right. So, you know what? This isn't working for me. (laughs) I Uh, hope the listeners enjoy this little humor. (laughs) Okay. Oh, as soon as I finish building my PC, they'll be able to get video of this. Trust me. Uh, But Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, you're just lamenting. Okay, I was curious. So, uh, so the the Jack I would expect David Lynch to lament. Yes, that yeah. has to be his thing. Jack is still at large and and considered highly dangerous. Absolutely, capuchin monkeys have extraordinary strength in proportion to their body size. Was that true? Not, I did not know that. It's true, but they're not that big. No, very small. Very small. But wily. I feel like I could beat a cappuccino with just a like a box and a string. Just be like, "Hey, cap- I'm gonna uh, put a little, you know, some some peanuts or banana chip in there, and and then like Probably a stick peanuts. and a string." And, and that, and that is how he would get you. Oh shit! You well, cannot you think you will outsmart Jack Cruz. Uh, you got to remember, Danger. We're talking about a monkey that's already successfully pulled off a murder and 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 been able to flee the law. We're talking about a very highly involved monkey. Here. I don't know anything about the person that he murdered, though. Like maybe that person just did not pay attention. Yeah, no know. one knows anything about him. That is that oh. is a focal point of the film. That is true. Okay, so wait, does this person have like wait? Does this person have like like a birth certificate, or are they completely off the grid? Unknown. Oh, even weirder. Okay. Um, and this is a real movie. 
All I know is that he is dead. <laughs> Have you and seen that the body? He was murdered. Have you seen the body? Yes. How was it? Gruesome. <laughs> That's not. Yeah. No. I honestly, Kevin, most murders are. I mean, what was it, the what was I guess what extremely horrifying. I guess what I was asking was what was the um, uh, mechanism of death? A gun. <laughs> oh, it was shot. Oh no, that's awful. I'm so sorry to hear it. Does this person At have a name? End. Yeah, we we've said the name several times. His name <laughs> was Max. Oh, that's right. Sam backwards. Yeah, right. got it. Yeah, yeah. If you spell wrong, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Max, no, Sam. Oh, backwards. Because I understand what Mr. Van Gorder is saying. I find the language is treacherous most of the time. <laughs> is that okay? And that words are often irrelevant to the thing they are trying to portray. What, you're right. Words are often irrelevant to the things they're trying to portray. You're right. Yeah. Yes, thank you Lynchian. so much for picking apart my misspeaking. No, 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 no. Is it misspeaking or is it? I appreciate it. Mr. Everything is spoken in the way that you in term you intended to say it. I feel like David Lynch makes no mistakes. It's just I don't understand. Untrue. Oh, okay. What was the last mistake you made, Mr. Lynch? Great question, Danger. Well, I just mispronounced the word <laughs> in the last sentence. Okay, that was a mistake. Okay. See, whenever Which was I, a mistake. Look, I haven't seen any of your films or television, but Perfectly all I know. Fine. Yeah, I just feel like any Lynch that I'm gonna want to try to understand, I have to also first accept that I won't. So I'm going to just absolutely. Assume that you, yeah, you you know more than I do about the thing you're trying to say, but also that I shouldn't try too hard. Well, I would say, Mr. Van Gorder, please, that it is impossible to truly know another person when you that really think about it. That is very true. But we can still like hang out and have fun, right? Of course. Cool. All right. I, I love to hang out. You got a jaunty cowboy hat and some cool shades. I got this chicken hat that our that our listeners at home can't see. Yes. I took Kevin a screenshot. Lame. I took a Go screenshot. Yeah, okay, cool. All right, good. You should, you should be careful. There's an amorous criminal monkey on the loose with a taste for chicken. Okay. Yeah, I, I know this is what I want to get. This is what I want to get uh, down to the brass tacks of it is what uh, in this yes. platform, in this platform where you have this ability to speak to the people. What do you advise that people do to keep an eye out? Like, should we? What 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 steps should we take to be vigilant about this uh, this this monkey that's got a, a taste for blood? What should we be doing? Please, if you see Jack Cruz, whatever you do, do not approach him. Okay, so All, do yes. we run away or do we just hold still? Run and hide. Cool. Wow. Preferably in your own home. <laughs> and please reach out to me. All you need to do is turn to your left and scream as loud as you can. Uh, Danger, do you want to do that on three? Do you want to? No, I don't. My daughter's One. sleeping. Well, okay, well, I don't, don't want to do it. You I'll can do it whenever you want. I can, but you just do a muted version of that. Okay. Right. I don't. Okay. Ready? On three. Two. Three. Ah! All right. That is me just fighting back at my upstairs neighbor. So we're playing Cascada really well right. right now. Right. That was, that was, that was for the banjo, right? That was, for the, that was for the banjo. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin, Dave, I don't know if you talk about that. Have you seen Jack Cruz? Me? Yes. I have not seen him since the film. Then or why did you alert me to his presence? We need to be prepared, I was Mr. Lynch. I was practicing.
you're really clogging up my lines here. Wait, do you have a line? <laughs> do you have a line on anybody who turns to the left and screams? I just know. Oh, shit. That's wild. I mean, we're talking right now. It's not like there's new information. We're ha- we have, we're having a conversation. We, uh, okay, how about this? Was his left turn and scream the kind that was going to get your attention, or was it just superfluous? It absolutely was the exact right. right example. See, now now I know. And so now in the future, I'll be able to yeah. key into your frequency yes. perfectly. Don't you turn right, Mr. Anderson. But my lines are very busy. Oh, shit. Yeah, I imagine you're getting a lot of left screams over there. Many, many people are screaming <laughs> to the left. At all times. Well, as I mean, as a member of the left, I can really identify with that because as a a leftist, I often scream into the void because of just how difficult it can be to sort of really survive in this American sociopolitical landscape. Exactly. And And when you scream into the void, the void screams back. Ooh, that sounds awful. And that is what I am. I was going to say, David, would you describe yourself as the void? (laughs) I am the scream from the void. So you okay? It's It's my title. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Uh, (laughs) Not the void itself, but the scream from the void. So, oh my gosh! So that means that when we scream into the void, we are we are recreating David Lynch. Danger! All I gotta say is these gender pronouns are getting crazy. I identify as the scream from the void. Oh. Oh, yes. Come on. No, 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 no. Tamp it I, down, Steven Crowder. You're, you were never funny. Oh, Crowder is a piece of shit. I do want to go on record saying I hope he dies. Um, yes, anyway. he but, will. Hey, again, we talked about wait, this. We wait, don't wait. want to wish them dead because we wait, don't want to go to hell. Wait, hold on, hold on. David, though, David just keyed into something. You have confirmation that Steven Crowder will die? <laughs> All things die, Kevin. Oh, oh yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> Even death itself. Aha. Yes. Cool. All right. Neat. In two years. <laughs> Wait, wow. all things all things die in two years? That's a big Yes. A, you really buried the lead on this segment. 2023 like, gonna be a big year. Yeah, we're talking about this monkey that's on the loose. Turns out that life yeah. doesn't know it's gonna end in two years. You know what? Listen, I'm not so worried about the monkey Kevin. now. Yes, please. Go ahead, David. You should be. He is a very dangerous monkey. <laughs> I am still worried, I will say. You should still be worried. You said go to our homes. He could be anywhere. You know what? All of it. We're all in our homes already, Mr. Lynch. I, I, the doors are locked. We're in quarantine. I don't go out but for deliveries. But uh, for deliveries? My- Okay. Yeah. Like, do I got to worry about when I, when I order for my local uh, ramen R10, R101 in Glendale, California, really terrific ramen, by the way, at, uh, I want to say Lomita in central in, in Glendale, California, sponsor, prices, of, sponsor of this episode, of course, really good ramen. Yes. I, are, you, of them. are they going to use me opening my door to get that ramen as, as, as an opportunity to, uh, to attack me with his tiny cappuccino teeth? I would say the next time order delivery look at the delivery person's face if they look like a cappuccino monkey <laughs> it might be jack cruz that's so, a fair that's a fair and i think that's something that our listeners can take away from this is keep an eye on your postmates and your grub hubs and your whatever's uh if they happen to look like a cappuccino monkey be on edge you know uh have have your have your druthers about you 
this podcast is really feeling like, and I want to say is this as a compliment, Mr. Lynch, this podcast is really feeling like a David Lynch movie in that the first half was about one thing and this other half is about something else. Welcome to Bleak and Review. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Loving it. Bleak and Review. <laughs> Thank are you, you for having me. Wait, David, are you a fan? Yes, of course. Whoa. I subscribe to your Dude, Patreon. That's Whoa. exciting. That's I can't really believe, exciting. I can't believe out of like the 25 people who subscribe to the Patreon, one of them is David Lynch. <laughs> yes, you think you would have noticed my name. But you have like a silly handle you go by online, right? What is that again? Mr. Banana. David Lynch won. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I, you threw me with that numeral. I didn't, I wasn't ready for it. I knew I should have left it off. <laughs> I just thought this was a David Lynch fan, but it's you, the real deal. So you've been enjoying Fun Hinged? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Good to know. Now, David, uh, obviously, we should all be on the alert for Jack and be wary of his uh, yes. needs. We should all, if we, we should him, we? Should we? Yes. Should. If he's here, I mean, he's here for a specific plot point, right? He's, he's extremely dangerous. Oh, all right. That's the plot point. And what, yes. I've gathered, what I've gathered so far is that if we see him, we should turn to the left and scream and you'll yes. know. But is there anything else that we should do to prepare ourselves for such an, uh, an event? Make sure that you dream as often as you can. I cannot okay, be more specific. Okay. That's every night, at least. All right. So drink, drink less, because when drink I drink or dream. No, drink. drink. For me, drink less because when I drink a lot, I tend to not have dreams. I just black out. You know, like that shit. Like probably what you're gonna do later, Danger. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm been good. Slamming whiskey this whole episode. <laughs> I'm having a great time. I'm having um, a great time too. I'm just worried you're. We're all having a good enough. time. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> You don't have, sound like you're having a good time, Dave. I got to say, your voice oh, modulation a is a real surprise. I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> no, it's just, I'm just surprises, surprised. That, surprises can be nice. Yeah. I've David been Lynch, a great time. David Lynch, where are you physically in this world? Where are you? I am in my bungalow uh, in Los Angeles, California. Ooh. Oh, hachi cha cha cha! That's my so, that's my right. side do, of town. Do you have a little? Do you have a little seating area out front? I could be happy to to meet you to have a little whiskey, talk about like your danger's hair. a musician. He's you might actually want to have danger uh, compose a score for. Uh, I'll a figure film out a way to play one of my songs backwards if that's helpful. Thank you. That would be very helpful. Cool. Unfortunately, oh. the place is being renovated at the moment. Oh, that's too bad. Well, there are a lot of ants. Ants? Okay. Ants on ants, everything. Ants are sand backwards, right? Does that mean anything? Yes, yeah, stand. No. Oh, shit. You're right. It doesn't mean anything. Stana. Stana. It would be stana. Stana, na, 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 na. But of course, that is not how it would be pronounced backwards. No, certainly not. Ants. Well, I guess yeah. this begs the question is, David, do you have any movies coming up that Danger could Ooh. score in the future? Yes, what? in fact. Cool. Good. Please <laughs> ask I do. an answer. Let's move yes, on. <laughs> I do. It's called Ronnie Rocket. Ronnie uh -oh. Rocket. Is this is this like the uh uh what am I thinking? Run Ronnie Run? Is this a sequel to the David Cross movie? Yes, it's oh, a it Mr. Is. Show spinoff. 
but it's also blending in run lola run right the weird german thing happens three times it's of course a, it's co-directed by tom tickfer well yeah from we know from, him from cloud atlas of course i and know him from run lola run not cloud atlas i'll thank you very much both fine films <laughs> no i'm happy to be is, working with them should you be Yes. Well, no, that is that is interesting. So we got we've got uh it's a Mr. Show. Have you seen Hologram for the King? <laughs> nope. I've seen Run Lola Run and that's it. Tom Hanks is wonderful in it. Oh, we stand for the Hanks here on Bleak and Review, of course. We do stand. You of know what? Course. We should all stand. Uh Mr. Lynch, I'm gonna have to ask you to stand for, for the Hanks. Unfortunately, you can't stand my legs. What uh... happened? What happened? They're asleep. Oh, oh, they're probably dreaming of Jack. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> they're constantly vigilant. Well, well, this is great. You have this movie. It's a Mr. Show spinoff directed by the guy who did Run, Lola, Run. And is it co-directed? Co-directed. I am the other director, Kevin. That, that makes sense. He's the director. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Uh, but the other thing, the other thing that uh, I'm curious about is, is that guy from Mr. Show who was at the uh, uh, the White House rally where they tried to storm the Capitol, that the famous photo? Uh, is I'm sorry, he, what? There's a guy from Mr. Show who's on the right. Oh, no. Jason you don't want Johnson. That. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, yeah. Is he yes, he's he is the star. Oh, yes, oh, my God. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> we might have to renegotiate. Yeah, probably. Wait, you know, yeah, you should renegotiate, Mr. Lynch. I don't want to. I don't want to. I haven't uh, seen the pictures myself. Can I ask? Can I ask? Uh, could you elevator pitch the plot of this film to us? Uh, a little exclusive, a bleak and review exclusive? Yes. It is about a two and a half foot tall man okay. with bright red hair okay. who runs on alternating current electricity. Been there. Okay. <laughs> and that's, that's all you can give us. What more do you need? <laughs> Seriously, Kevin. You know what? That's a fair. That's a fair question. Look, I'm an interviewer. I have to ask the hard hitting questions, and sometimes that means I got to probe and no tour. You know. Uh, of course, I'm famously closed off when it comes to my films. Yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, and but famously probable. Of course, I love <laughs> probing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna say, what's your most recent probe? I would have to say. It was. The COVID test oh. that I had Topic four of- months ago. Ooh, I'm 75 co- years old. <laughs> you just oh. got tested for the first time four months ago? Not for the first time. How'd it go? Most recently. You- yeah? How'd it go? Negative. Good. Woo! Good. Mr. Lynch. That I yes. gotta tell you, like that's a very scary thing. A man at your age contracting COVID. Like, yeah, no, keep yourself safe. Please. 75. What what did I say? Of your you age, you said oh, I'm a man age. of your age. I am repeating. David Lynch was just corroborating your of your age. Oh yeah, and okay, seventy-five is fifty-seven backwards. Keep going. Keep going. Seventy-five is fifty-seven backwards, as far as I'm, I'm concerned. really trying to keep up. And well, you know, I great. often feel fifty-seven at heart. I, <laughs> you know what? You just strike you me it. as somebody who's slightly less old. <laughs> Thank you. Did you direct erase her head? Am I thinking of something? Yes. That was me. Cool. Do you stand behind it? Of course. Cool. I I haven't seen it. It's a fine film. Good. 
like danger you bring it up like hey what do you think about it do you like this movie because i haven't seen it i have no opinions on it (laughs) yeah it's okay i'm perfectly happy to answer these questions oh Uh, you directed the guy who was the sexual interest in showgirls what was that like oh my god showgirls it was wonderful kyle mclaughlin is an absolute weirdo and i love him Kyle McLaughlin is what I think. When I think Kyle McLaughlin, I think Blue Velvet and Showgirls. That's Absolutely. Correct. The heart of the American male. Ooh. <gasps> Kyle yeah. McLaughlin. I no. mean, he's masculine. That that butt cut in the 90s was not doing him any favors, but. I mean, and has aged extremely well. Has he? Okay. Yes. He I, is he, is he also he 57 has. at heart? Absolutely. Cool. Younger even. Wow. I think he's probably 57 in age and like 37 at heart is what I would guess. I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know. No, you don't get too involved with your actors that way. I am terrible with numbers. <laughs> you know what? That well, makes sense. Well, here's here's what I want to pitch to you before we, uh, we wrap Ooh. up things here is uh, David Lynch. Obviously, you have this film coming out uh, that is – a co-venture with Run yep. Lola Run and, and Mr. Yes. Show. And uh, I want to say, like, could you imagine this film being scored by, like, a pop punk uh, uh, a tour such as Danger Van Gorder and his band Countless Thousands? Like, are you into that scene musically? Absolutely. I would Me? love to hear your music. Cool. All right. Uh, how about this? I'll send you a link to my band. You send me a link to whatever To what did Jack do? Yeah, it's whatever makes them, whatever you think a, a a a very tired parent in grad school with not a lot of energy uh, would get the most out of your your directorial Wait, oeuvre. That's actually a great uh, question, David. What film would you recommend to a very tired parent in grad school of your body of work? That is a great question. Of my body of work? Yes. Or anybody we'll, else's, honestly. Yeah, and then, and then that one too, yeah. Yeah. From my body of work, I would recommend Inland Empire. Ah, yes. I worked there. I because was an employee of the County of Riverside. That's wonderful. Wow. <laughs> so I can relate to it. Congrats. It's, it's three hours long. Oh, no. No, no, no. I'll be falling asleep after 40 minutes. That's the idea. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna look this up now. Now, what, and from somebody else's body of work, David, well, who would you, what would you recommend? I saw a film recently. Uh huh. It was a film by a great auteur by the name of Paul W. S. Anderson. Yep, I have a feeling yes. I know what this is. He directed a film, a motion picture called. Monster Hunter. Yeah. Like the PlayStation game? It is. Neat. I wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. you, don't, you don't you don't fancy those types. 75 years old. <laughs> not, not a big monster hunter. Not a big PlayStation head. All right. No. But you but like Neil like Jovovich is hot. Yeah. <laughs> Is that your big, your big, uh, your big uh, uh, favorite, your favorite part of the film? He's got to get funding somehow. She kills a big monster with a sword, Ooh. and I think it's cool. That is pretty cool. Why don't you make more sword movies, Mister Lynch? That is a fair question. 
I just don't feel like it's my story to tell. Because <laughs> you, you never know what? didn't grow up with swords. Here's the thing. I, you know what, Mr. No. Lynch? I'm going to buy you a sword. <laughs> Excuse me. I want you to live with that sword for a while. And then I want you to tell the story of your sword, the Mr. David Lynch sword. Wait, and, then, and maybe that could be the film that y'all create together where you're ooh. scoring it and Lynch. So this is going to be a tale of swords with a Lynchian atmosphere d- scored by countless thousands. Uh-huh. I love this film. Absolutely. You're I into look it. forward to working on this. <laughs> I've never that. owned a weapon. Not even, wow. Not even your, your old uh, left and right. <laughs> How about your beautiful mind, Mr. Lynch? I tried to use that for good. Unfortunately, okay, I mean, right now, it can be wielded for evil. Your sure. mind can be wielded for evil? That is true. Absolutely. Are you not in control of your own mind? I will. Here's what I will Who say. Who is? <laughs> what I will say is, based on a lot of the film students I met when I was in college, uh, David Lynch's mind can be used for evil. <laughs> 100%. People take, like- people take your work and they want to put their, imprint their own evil onto it, but also credit you as the source. I think David Lynch's work is just an excuse for them to just not want to hook up with you in grad in movie school, Mr. Anderson. Hey, look, this girl oh. didn't specify that she was in college. She lived in Santa Cruz. Okay. And I am bitter about it still, but just just take no for an answer, Mr. Anderson. I did 10 years ago. It's All right. fine. I just remembered that. Did I mention transcendental meditation? <laughs> I think you might benefit you from that. I mean, yeah. your your voice is so jarring. I can't imagine the next time I try to calm down enough to, to enjoy well, a, a, a passive, like the the moment, you know, with a capital T, capital M. Uh, like the next time I try to, to, to really calm down and have a, a moment, like I'm going to hear you well, shouting in my mind. Well, Danger, I have I'm an sorry idea. Sorry to hear that. Danger, I have an idea here. And hopefully, David, you'll be Ooh. interested in, in doing yeah, this. Uh, before, before we get into the plugs here, um, and I will score this with background music in post. In, in post. So uh, would you perchance like to lead us in a guided meditation here? A guided meditation? Yeah, yeah like, you know, great. giving us what you've learned from transcendental meditation. Maybe like we could imagine that there's some Enya playing and me and Danger can close our eyes and relax yeah. and you can maybe walk us through uh, how you find peace. I'm already stretching, Mr. Lynch. I, that is true. <sighs> of course. I want to imagine yourself in a cold room. (laughs) It's dark and you're not sure how you got there. All around you, you can hear the sound of machinery, humming, clanking. A wind blows through. The wind is mystery. Is there a window? No. <laughs> there is no window. There is no door. Only Zool. You are not supposed to talk <laughs> during the transcendental meditation. I'm so sorry. You realize that you are not alone in this room. Oh, There's a person behind you, but you cannot see their face. (laughs) In fact, you may think that there is no face. And that person 
is you. Now wake up. Oh, 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 oh shit. Oh, my I'm God. Back. I'm so I'm happy back. to be home. That was wild. Holy shit. That were was we very scary. Danger, danger. How long were we very out? It feels spooky. like a half hour at least. Uh, it's 10 o'clock now. I mean, we started this at one in the afternoon. <laughs> I don't know. I wow. don't know. Uh, I can't wait to edit that in post. Uh, <laughs> I'm so hungry. Are you hungry? It's I'm been hours. Hungry. I am a little hungry. I could go for some Taco Bell right now, I think. Uh, are you a fan, Mr. Mr. Uh, Lynch? Taco Bell? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course. What's your favorite thing? Well, unfortunately, they the readjusted their menu, mm-hmm. deleting the wonderful <laughs> Beefy Frito Burrito. Right? I have been in mourning ever since. Me, Same with me and the cheesy Fiesta potatoes. I get it. Absolutely. The potatoes were the only thing worth eating there. <laughs> well, I think we figured it out, and uh, I really, I really appreciate. I mean, we lost a lot of time there, but I, I do disagree. Really- I didn't figure out shit, dude. I- I'm so confused. Well, here's all you need to know. And That's the point. Uh, okay. I'll right, just say cool. the point. The the main takeaways from this segment, Danger, I think, are you are never going to be sure. Uh, Taco Bell discontinued the beefy Frito burrito. And look out for a monkey by the name of Jack. Yes, I was already please. doing that though. Yeah, I was already looking out for monkeys. Oh, good. Don't forget to scream. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget everybody and everybody out there listening. Please, if you see any sort of monkey that looks suspicious or sus, as the kids say, just turn yes. to the left and scream, and David Lynch will hear it. And I will be there. <laughs> well, you'll just show up. Yes. Whoa. That's, That's cool. Well, holy shit, David. It's so great to uh, have got to spend this time with you. I hope you'll uh, return to the show sometime in the future. I'd love to have you back on. Absolutely, Kevin. This was a blast. <laughs> I am so glad you feel the same way. Um, we're obviously at plugs here now, so I'm going to start uh, clockwise from where my screen is. Well, now counterclockwise because David Lynch's picture has changed. Uh, 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 Don't David- know what you mean. <laughs> Danger Van Garter, obviously this episode is coming out on Friday, March 19th. Ever heard of it? Uh, we, obviously, we've got the album Countless Thousands in the Triumph of Justice. People can find that wherever. But what do you want people to – what else do you want them to go to? Where, how, where should they go? What should they look yeah, at? Yeah, uh, patreon.com slash countless thousands. Please uh, support our punk rock musical. We're writing a musical called Election, colon, a post-apocalyptic musical yes uh taking everything of how i already how we already feel about our our present moment putting it into a a very complicated musical that is a (laughs) lot of effort um it's very good and yeah look up the uh countless thousands on the triumph of justice on your spotify's and your itunes and whatnot uh and then also just like think about how else you might be able to contribute to your community because it's good for you and it's good for everybody else and I, and I know I've said it several times already in the, in the episode, but I want to go on record once more saying that this album fucking rules. Uh, I'm you. a huge fan. I've listened to it so much. I will say on my generated for me on repeat Spotify Ooh. playlist, there are three tracks from this album that Ooh. are up in that, and they have been since the album came out. So Awesome. Thank you, Kevin. So, you, you, you really made my night with that that's you know what i know that you're dealing with a small child and there's not a lot of happiness in your life no a lot of happiness just not a lot of rest (laughs) yeah no no, absolutely and david lynch obviously we have this new film scored by danger van gorder that's coming out yes uh what anything else you want to promote 
I would like everyone to please think about what they can do. <laughs> you might oh, yeah. find that the answer is not much. <laughs> That's a hell of a plug. That is a good plug, Mr. Lynch. Thank you. And I'm going to go on record here before I get to my own plugs, just by David, just by uh, giving props to somebody you mentioned earlier in this segment. Uh, a dear friend of mine, Olivia Haidar, is on Twitter. Oh, she's at awesome. Hi, Hi there, Haidar. And uh, is very funny and hosts a couple of co hosts a couple of Unpops shows as well, or H- at least one. A I D A R H A I D A R H A I D A R. Yes. Can you confirm? <laughs> I, I, I would not know. And Hydar is her name. Well, fair I'm enough. I'm sure she's fine. She's doing great. And she's I, great. No, she's great. Yeah, she's doing great. She's great. out there in Indiana, staying up way too late. I get it. Um, <laughs> as for me, everybody, of course, uh, you know, at KB Anderson, y'all, and all the things. If you want to go follow my Twitter and Instagram personas, so you can hear my. If you musings. want dad jokes without the responsibility. Hey, sometimes <laughs> those dad jokes get you drawings from children. So that's all I'm going to say. True. It's also true, yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, of course, uh, on the Patreon tip, patreon.com slash bleak and review. Uh, you can listen to all the bonus content over there, including the fun hinged podcast and the newly announced as of last week, uh, uh, TS Idiot, in which me and my neighbor Tyler Sankey uh, just do a lot of improv nonsense and it's stupid, <sighs> but you know, give me money. Uh, that's, so- <laughs> that's what podcasts are, my man. And hopefully, at some <laughs> point, there's going to be a show on there with uh, me and the aforementioned Olivia Hydar talking about video game stuff. But that's certainly a conversation for another time. Uh, Danger Van Gorder, so great to have you on the podcast tonight, buddy. Thank you so much for having me. This was a real, it was, it was a good Zoom connection in our <laughs> otherwise isolating time. Is a good Zoom connection? Sure. We're going to cut that. Uh, and, <laughs> and David Lynch, always a pleasure. I mean, I've only, this is the first time I got to meet you, but I've been a fan of you for so long. Like, this has just been wild for me, and I, I appreciate you being here. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome, David. Uh, so this is it. Until next week, everybody. Danger, say goodbye. Goodbye. I'm a male Mr. Lynch pamphlet about voice modulation. And, and David Lynch, say goodbye. Goodbye. All right. <laughs> we'll see you next week, everybody. Bye. This game is rigged and you people are brutes. Some slider hand golden parachutes. Oh no. I wanna quit and go home. You shook our hand and we agreed on the rules. Pulled out the rug and played us for fools, so I'm not alone. And saying let's all go home. Just one more flawless victory. Lives are cheap and we're paying the price A dollar bill's not a flotation device Cue the sad trombone Town is drowning in subprime loans Here's our degree and here's a lifetime of debt You forged our name on a contract That set an unyielding stone A generation to sow so we'll crush or convert all our enemies We try and break this kleptocracy And they'll go home 
wanna quit and go home. I wanna quit and go home. Fundamentally overhaul society and then we'll go home. The greatest crime the devil did share. Was teaching thieves to say life's not there Stealing from the throne Rest of us prostrate or prone The system failed but it's all we've got Only game in town Take a shot though the birds have flown Keep to yourself any stifled groans So let's build a brand new humanity